glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the show. It was another tremendous day out at training camp. I had such a good time. Uh, the energy there is electric. All the fans were having such a great time. There was a lot of really good stuff that was going on on the field. What's up, Cal Young? How are you doing? I hope you're having a good day. And there were lots of things that have been said, of course. Yesterday, we didn't have a stream, but they did have day three of training camp yesterday and all the news about Trey Lance struggling. He went three of 10 was the reports and that, you know, maybe this offense was a little bit out of sorts. And then today, you know, you had some of the news that came earlier. What's up, Marvin? I hope you're having a good day. You know, about Maurice Hurst. That's how the morning gets started. Maurice Hurst likely out for the season with a torn bicep. Not what anyone wanted to hear. He was definitely in the mix to make an impact from the interior defensive line spot. And now it looks like if he is available, it would be really late into the season. Uh, so it's it's not it wasn't good news for the 49ers. The only good news going for San Francisco is they have tremendous depth along their defensive line and on their interior defensive line. Just signing Robert Kendiche not too long ago. And of course, they made others another signing as well, uh, bringing in Tomasi Lalele. Um, he was on the field today. I got to see him. He was wearing number 55. So he was somebody that I watched. He didn't do a whole lot today, of course, because he's just now breaking in, you know, to this defense and getting started. But uh, he he's somebody that he's a big guy. He's going to play on the interior. He's going to play that one tech position. So uh, right now, I don't know. And Tommy saying Hurst was a waste of a trade. Thank God Arden Key worked out. But Tommy, they there was no trade. They were free agents. Uh, Maurice Hurst has been tremendously cheap for the 49ers last year, playing on a really cheap deal this year, playing on a really cheap deal. So really the only thing that's frustrating is the fact he hasn't been able to get on the field, but I'll bet you that Maurice Hurst is way more frustrated than us because he knows if he would have had a big season this year, it would have turned into a lot of money down the road. So I feel for the guy. I mean, this is one of those tough situations where, you know, last year was the ankle. This year, he reaches out in an outside zone play, and his arm, you know, gets pulled a little bit. Next thing you know, he's got a torn bicep. I think that is, is just stinks for uh, that poor guy. Um, but, you know what? I, I think that when it comes down to it, this defensive line is going to be able to overcome this injury because of this tremendous depth on the inside. And Kevin Givens got a lot of those snaps today. So, I'm I'm excited about the D-line still, but now Kevin Givens is going to have to hold it down, just like uh, Kyle Young said, for sure. That's what's going to have to happen. Kevin Givens is going to have to get it on, and we're probably going to have to get something out of Robert Kindiche. Now, the other news that was going on, and if you've looked at our shorts recently, you saw that Jimmy Garoppolo made it to the field today and did a little warm-ups. What is up, 49ers Faithful Forever? I hope you're having a good day. And Jimmy did a little bit of light uh, warm-ups. It was interesting. I was expecting to get a little boo birds out there for Jimmy Garoppolo. That was not the case. It was overwhelming cheers for Jimmy Garoppolo as he warmed up. Uh, so it was it was something interesting that was going on. He warmed up on the side field. Of course, Debo Samuel did some work out as well in conditioning on the side field. They did not make it onto the main field. Um, but there was a lot of action going on in the main field. So that's the good news. The good news is this defense is absolutely fantastic. 
they continue to prove it. Now, the offense and the defense continue their install. So we saw more things out of the offense today than we saw at any point. They're getting past a lot of their base offense and now into some of the cooler things that they're going to do. We started to see some of the end rounds and things like that. You know, we see more play action passes, a little bit of movement, pulling the line, creating opportunities to move the pocket. So it was a different look for the offense. And the defense was working on zone coverage and also on blitzing. So there were opportunities for the quarterbacks to take advantage of it. Some of those were taken advantage of today. The other thing was the quarterbacks have definitely been told to let it rip. There were opportunities a lot of times for them to go underneath, and they still let it go down the field and took some chances. The same way that Kyle Shanahan told Jimmy Garoppolo last year, go ahead and take some chances, throw it high and outside. You won't know what you can get away with unless you try it. That's what training camp's for. That's what they're doing. So it is it is really cool to watch. Um, I, I really like you know what I saw. And, you know, I put a lot of focus on Trey Lance today just because of all the conversation that was coming out of day three of training camp about his accuracy, the fact he was three for 10. Now, he did throw another interception today to Fred Warner. It was a play he was under immense pressure from. He was moving around in the pocket trying to make something happen let a ball go over the middle and did not see Fred. Fred made a nice play on the ball. It was a pick six. It was to the house. It was great. It's Fred. I mean, Fred doing Fred things. Um, but it, it was the pocket awareness was nice because he was getting all kinds of pressure. This offensive line is still struggling. But a lot of the reason the offensive line is struggling is you saw a lot of the depth players taking multiple snaps again today. Trent Williams getting some snaps, but didn't take that many reps. Mike McGlinchey getting a little bit of snaps, but still not that much so uh it's it's one of those things we're still working in these young players are still letting these guys get after it but i mean that's going to pay off in the long run but what we have again number 74 at right guard spencer burford he's still playing right guard so i think that that is uh something really cool that we're gonna have to watch is can a rookie actually start at the right guard spot uh it, it's it's definitely a possibility if you guys have any questions go ahead and, and drop them in chat i'll try to answer anything and everything that you guys throw through or go through because i mean i was there so i saw it so if you guys have you know heard anything or have any questions about how guys have uh looked let me know and i do see a question here from 49 faithful forever does brunskill working after with lance on snaps mean brendel is struggling no brendel's not struggling i think what it comes down to is brunskill's looking to get extra work and more familiarity with lance uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's in a battle for that starting job. But number two, Trey Lance's familiarity with Jake Brendel is tremendous. That's what they they worked together all last year. Brendel was the backup center. So him and Trey Lance have a real chemistry. They don't have any problems on their snaps. Everything's fluid. It's Daniel Brunskill getting used to it again. And they were they were working on shotgun snaps again after practice. And part of that goes to, I mean, when you haven't played center, um, shooting a ball between your legs isn't always easy and certain quarterbacks want it a certain way they want it on their right hand they want it right down the middle they want it on the left hand side depending on what trey lance wants that's what brunskill is going to want now some quarterbacks want rotation on the football as they get snapped back some want more of a dead football so all those things could be worked in as well but it is nice to see and also keaton sutherland was out there giving extra snaps as well he was working um, you know, uh, with Nate Sudfeld. So there was a lot of extra work going on. A lot of players have been coming out early. They've been going in late. So I think that there's a, a lot of these guys that are really looking to get uh, better. And I got to sit right in front of the defensive backs again. 
So I got even more look on some of those guys. Um, and I'll tell you, some of these guys are giving me some, some really good looks. And 450, I'll get to that question in one sec. A really good look at how they are. And I'm, I mean, I saw a report about uh, Darquez Denard learning the 49ers entire defense in one day. This guy looks pretty good in his, in his techniques and the things that he's doing. Um, Darquez Denard is a, a real possibility to start the nickel corner spot. So I know that people have been talking about that before, especially John Chapman's been bringing up Darquez Denard at the nickel corner spot. I think that could be a distinct reality. He looks really good. He's working hard. He's getting extra reps when he can, and he just looks smooth, comfortable, and confident out there. I'm curious what he's going to look like when we get out there in full pads because pads are on the horizon. Super excited about that. And 40 Yards Faithful Forever said, any news on Gimmel? Um, I watched Gimmel a little bit here and there, and Gimmel looks all right. Um, the thing is, is there right now, Curtis Robinson is the guy that's ahead. Curtis Robinson is the guy that's playing really, really well. So I think that, you know, it's going to be hard for any of these backup uh, linebackers to make the team. You got uh, Marcelino McCurry Ball had a couple good plays today. He he looks good in coverage, covering running backs out of the backfield. You know, of course, you have uh, Saguna Luby, you know, that's been hustling around. They've got a talented linebacker group. The problem is those top five guys are just so good. It's going to be a battle to see who makes this practice squad. Tommy says Demo is balling out, Ant. Yeah, Debo's having himself a good camp. Um, and th the scary thing is, is Ombre Thomas is struggling. I know he had an interception yesterday, but Ombre Thomas again had a couple of moments today where he was struggling. I watched his technique. His technique doesn't look bad. So I haven't figured out exactly what the disconnect is when he's in zone coverage because when he's when he's doing through his drills, he's doing the techniques right. So it's got to be that he's failing to see it with his eyes right now. I'm hoping that he's going to get comfortable. He's going to settle in sort of to what he did last year. Last year, it was a little bit of a slow starter and then got it going. With Demo, Demo's out to a good start. He's out to a quick start. He's playing on the outside. There's so much depth on this 49er secondary. They have some really, really good football players. So Demo's definitely in the mix. And he was a guy that looked like he was on the way out, but he's out there and he's battling. Um, the question is, is he going to be able to make this team as one of those outside corners because Verrett's going to be back in a couple weeks, supposedly. If Verrett comes back with Ward, Charverius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley, that's three. I don't think they would walk away from Ombre Thomas, even though he's struggling. That's four. Are you keeping Diameter Lenore as a fifth outside corner and then just going with Darquez Denard as a sixth? If that happens, what are you doing with Samuel Womack? It's just really tough to make this secondary. Right now, I don't think anything's being been determined. Uh, they were going with a nice rotation. They're moving guys in and out. But when this first defensive unit is in, they are one of the toughest secondaries right now. The times that they, they're given extra time to this defensive line, and at times this defensive line's getting after it. When the defensive line gets there early, we're seeing interceptions. We're seeing turnovers. Today we saw more balls batted in the air, more interceptions downfield. Uh, I mean, Traverius Ward had one where it appeared that uh, Ray Ray McLeod was going to make a big play down the seam. Nate Sudfeld throws it up. Charverius Ward closes on it. The ball is a tad underthrown, and it's intercepted, and Charverius Ward takes it to the house. These guys are no joke. Now, the one play, though, because since we're talking about secondary, Charverius Ward had one play where a ball got caught on him. Now, he was in zone, so I, they were running a cover two zone. He was playing that, you know, he, he was playing a, a that the front part of that zone and they had i think it was jimmy ward over the top 
And Brandon Ayuk ran a corner route. Uh, George Kittle was running an out pattern from across from his spot uh, as a tight end. And that froze Charverius Ward for half a second as he saw Kittle. And, I mean, Trey Lance did a great job. He got the ball out. It was in that, the void in the zone between uh, Charverius Ward, who's running, you know, that, that flats area, uh, and in front of Jimmy Ward, who's running the deep half. And it was a nice play. It was a fantastic catch. Great throw, fantastic catch by Brian Ayuk. Those are the only things that are right now winning against this secondary. It's really tough sledding right now in the secondary. Uh, Marvin says, Cam Inman put a, up a picture of Marty Morningweg hanging out with John Lynch. That's interesting. Uh, Morningweg, I haven't seen him around for a while. I didn't actually recognize him out there. I kind of wish I would. We got to hear from John Lynch today as he addressed the entire faithful there and uh, had some you know things to say about, um, you know, they're happy with the team. They're excited about the roster and all that. Uh, 49ers faithful forever. Who's been the biggest disappointment so far this camp for you, Ant? Um, so far, I don't really have a disappointment because we're not in pads yet. They're still working on the install, and they're still getting it together. So I don't have a guy that I'm looking at and saying, like, oh, that guy's a disappointment because I feel that almost every player – I mean, we've had players that have had just tremendous camp. They're just doing everything right. And then we've had players that have had ups and downs, but there's been ups. Uh, so I don't have anyone that's like a, a real disappointment right now. I think everyone's just learning and getting better. And I think when we'll start to kind of see how these guys separate from each other is when we get into pads and these guys, especially a, around the, the offense and defensive line in the trench area, when they're going to be able to start blocking and having contact, these guys are itching for contact. They're already starting to kind of hit each other on some of these things. Jimmy Ward took out Jeff Wilson Jr. on a pass today. Enough where Ward was excited, but he had to go over and, and kind of tell Jeff Wilson Jr. Like, hey, man, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I shouldn't have got after it like that. Um, so I don't think there is one yet, but we'll see. Uh, Tommy Hux says, Ombre is not good in zone coverage. He's a press man corner. Yeah, I mean, he struggled a lot in, in his feel for where he's at in the zone. That's it. Uh, and 49ers uh, Faithful Forever is right. It's Monday. They're going to have pads on Monday. I can't wait to get out there and watch them start lighting it up because we'll see what happens with this line. But yeah, Ombre Thomas is just having a little bit of struggles right now, but I think it's a feel thing, an understanding thing. And let, let's see if he can pick this up. He started to pick it up a little bit last year. I'm hoping we're going to see the same. But right now, we've got a lot of these defensive backs that are out there balling, and we've got some real competition. I mean, uh, the safety room, every, it seems like every single day, Ufonga makes play, and let's just leave Jimmy Ward out because he always makes plays, but um, Jimmy uh, Talano Ufonga's been making plays, Tarverius Moore's making plays, and George Odom. They're all making plays. And also, Taylor Hawkins has been making plays from San Diego State. He had an interception on Thursday. Today, he had a nice play where they tried to go to a slant pass to Ray-Ray McLeod. He undercut it and knocked it away. That was another nice play as well. So we're seeing some young guys step up and make some plays which are kind of exciting. Uh, KNDR Collective says, important question, how has our tribal chief been looking? Um, Nate Sudfeld, early on in training camp, was taking uh, all the checkdowns. He was getting the ball out, getting it out quick, locating the checkdown receivers. I felt like it was a part of the game plan. Now he's began to open it up and make some throws. He he missed on some throws today. Today wasn't Suddy's best overall, at, you know, as far as uh, accuracy-wise. He had an opportunity to get the ball down the field. Uh, I believe it was Brandon Ayuk, and he missed him. He let the ball fade away too far to the sideline, wasn't able to make that play. And then he had an, the other one where he threw it, and it didn't get it done. Um, 
because just one sec, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna handle this. Uh, and he didn't have an opportunity, you know, to get it over there and be able to, um, you know, get enough on and it got picked off. So, yeah. Um, but I had to take care. Sorry, I had to take care of that real quick. We got we got hit with a little bit of a a thing, and I had to play some defense. So, thanks for hanging in there with me. But it's like one of those things where. Sudfeld looks good at moments, and then moments he looks like he's taking some chances he wouldn't normally take. Um, I thought Brock Purdy had himself a pretty good day. He he's definitely starting to locate, you know, receivers and get the ball out on time. So we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh Johnson says, Hey man, greetings from Switzerland. Love your channel. Thank you so much, Jace. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're up. I mean, it's gotta be late where you're at. So thanks for coming through and checking out. Uh, the, the report on training camp for day four. Uh, day four was exciting, and uh, this concluded the first block. We're going to start the second block, of course, which is pads starting on Monday. They've got practice on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, open to the public Thursday, nothing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They've got another block. So uh, that, that's kind of what's going on with training camp right now. And uh, it's it's going to be fun. But, I mean, I'm I'm going to be out there as much as I can and, uh, just really enjoying training camp so far and seeing a lot of very talented football players. You are starting to notice a little bit of a change in the rotation along the defensive line as we've had some of the injuries that we've had. Of course, Eric Armstead not practicing and then a Maurice Hurst news. So you're seeing a different rotation on the interior defensive line as they're working in some new guys. They were also, of course, playing a little bit of Kerry Hyder and some of the when they were putting in certain things after they put in their install. So those things were going on as well. So uh that overall looks good um but our starters are really good on the defensive side of the ball like every single snap is so exciting to watch because somebody can make a play today we had plays made by a bunch of guys whether it was Tarverius Moore uh 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 Charverius Ward or Fred Warner all of them are finding the football and they're starting to create turnovers this defense is really getting after and I think that's one of the things that I think all 49er fans can be excited about is the potential of creating more turnovers. If this if this team can create turnovers and get the ball back into Trey Lance's hands, back in the hands of the offense, and give them as many opportunities as possible, number one, that will keep the defense fresh. Number two, that will help this offense because right now this offense needs to gel. They looked a little bit better at times today. You could tell there was a little bit more chemistry. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then how long is Ridgeway going to be out? I don't know that yet. Uh, I don't know how long uh, Ridgeway is going to be out. If I can find something out, I will let you know. Um, and But I, I I don't know how long he's going to be out. But they're definitely taking um, some injuries, you know, to the to the defensive line. It it has not been the, the best so far, but they're built. They're absolutely stacked, you know, along the, along the defensive line. And that's impressive. So um, hopefully they can overcome this. But right now, um, right now, nothing. So we'll see. I, if I find something out along the way uh, or you guys find something out in the stream, let me know and we'll talk about it. So uh, Michael Humphrey says, eh, I believe the key to Lance and the offensive line will be the running game back to the 2019 level. Shanahan is counting on the run blocking to help manage Lance in the passing game. No 35 passes a game. I'm with you. I'm definitely with you, uh, Michael. I do believe that that is the way that they're going to win, especially with a young quarterback at the helm. I think it will it'll put Trey in a lot of really good situations. Plus, I think that if they get the run game going, 
Um, it can also limit the amount of defensive snaps your defense has to take, which could allow this defense to be even better than they are. It's one of those things where everything works together. Um, so I think that, you know, you're right. They need to get this run game going. And we're going to see what happens with this offensive line because there are question marks about how good this run game can be as far as offensive line. The running backs look pretty good. The running backs have been making plays. Elijah Mitchell still looks fantastic. And you still have Kyle Juszczyk. But getting Mike McGlinchey back was huge. Having Trent Williams is, is awesome because he's the best. Um, Aaron Banks has looked pretty good so far. I haven't had any real complaints about him. I think he looks vastly different than last year, which is nice. And then we've had Brendel and we've had Spencer Burford, which I believe both of them have been improving every day. Brendel is definitely as athletic as they've been saying. He can get to the second level. He can give help on um, blocking situations on the in the, in the zone uh, blocking game. And then you had uh, Spencer Burford. And Burford has looked good. He's been able to anchor. The first day, I was worried about him a little bit in the way he was anchoring in the pass game, but that has gotten better. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to see 35 passes a game unless they're playing from behind. I think they would like to run it 35 to 40 times a game, let Trey Lance have big opportunities with play-action passes where he can get the ball down the field. And we saw a lot of play-action passes today, and with the return of, like, the reverses and the counters and things like that, uh, the misdirection was there, and that at least kept the defense at bay. But when the defense knew in certain situations, like it was third and long, they pinned their ears back and got after this team, and so it, it was kind of rough. <laughs> Let's see. See what we got out there. See if we got any questions that are available. Um, Tommy Huxley says Burf Burford's struggling. I don't see it that way. Uh, Burford, I don't think, is struggling. I think Burford is learning. Burford is getting better. They're They're putting his feet to the fire. They're letting him learn on the fly. Uh, if I don't think there's any rookie that steps in and plays as well. He's playing better than Banks was last year, and we're not even in pads yet. And I think I think if I was if I saw him, if I didn't see him on Wednesday and then see him today, you could probably say he's struggling. But he's better today than he was Wednesday. He's better today than he was Thursday. So Spencer Burford's getting better every single day. Um, so I don't think Burford's struggling. I think Burford's getting better. And they're doing a really good job of continuing the rotation. Overall, I thought the offensive line was better today than it was Thursday. Uh, Jason Poe took snaps at left guard. He looked better today than I've seen him look all of training camp. So there are guys getting better. And Bobo says, maybe we can get Sue to replace Hurst. If they feel like they need an interior presence, we do know they have other guys that can that they have on their list that they can go out and sign. The problem is, do you want to pay Sue I don't think you do. And that's what Four Yards Faithful is saying. We won't pay Sue. He'll cost too much money. And I mean, even though he has a relationship with Chris Kasarek, you're not going to pay a lot of money for Indomitian Sue right now. It's just, it, it doesn't make sense um, because I'm not even sure they planned on keeping more than four interior defensive linemen. If you have Armstead, uh, Kinlaw, Kevin Givens, and I don't know about the status of Hassan Ridgeway, but you probably don't need that many guys. And you already got uh, Robert Kendiche as well that can do it. They moved Alex Barrett. He played a lot in the interior uh, today as well. And that's a guy that he's definitely gotten bigger and thicker uh, since we've seen um, him last. And he just keeps getting better and better. Mr. Corey says, Ant, tell Kyle to get Treader before Tampa does. Uh, I I could try. You know, I could try to yell at, at Kyle. I don't think he would listen to me, um, but, but I could give it a whirl, see what happens. Uh, I don't think... That Shredder is going to be coming to San Francisco. I do think they're going to roll with either Brendel or Brunskill. It's going to be one of those two guys. Uh, Stall Donovan West takes some snaps today. Donovan West is extremely athletic. He looks the part. 
but there's a lot of improvement that needs to go there. And they, I think we had a couple missed snaps today. It wasn't from Donovan West. One of them was Keaton Sutherland putting the ball on the ground, but those are the four guys taking snaps. Those are the four guys in the battle, but you can really tell the battles between Brunskill and Brendel to see who gets that center. Uh, 49ers Faithful says, uh, oh wait, Mike Thompson first, sorry. Who replaced Armstead? Uh, yeah, they had Kevin Givens in there today. Um, they had been running Maurice Hurst before that. That's kind of been the rotation of who it was. We got to see Kenlaw going. Uh, you know, uh, he he got into the the all twenty two or eleven on eleven. Um, the eleven on eleven saw Kenlaw being involved, and Kevin Givens was playing opposite of him. So with the injuries on the interior defensive line, they're definitely getting lower because just on Thursday, Kevin Givens was more of a part of a rotation. So I think it did hurt them a little bit with Hurst being hurt. And then 49ers Faithful further says Drake Jackson looking explosive. Yeah, he does. I mean, in every drill he does, he's definitely explosive talent, explosive athlete. And I think he's learning still how to use his hands, how to play in this defense. There's a lot to learn. So I think that he's he's continuing that process, but the upside is tremendous. I can't wait to see what he looks like seven, eight games in the season. And then what he looks like when we get, you know, down the stretch, when we get to the, close to the playoffs, it could be something absolutely fantastic. And that's what really what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. So um, once again, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where we're really just hoping, you know, that these guys uh, continue, continue getting better, you know, and the interior defensive line is going to have to step up depth wise. We're going to have to get better and better and better. Um, so I'm hoping that. Let's see. Uh, Mr. Corey says they're treating the center position like they're rebuilding the team. Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I think that they're they're just they're really looking at it like they have a couple of guys that have the ability that they have, you know, confidence in. You have Brunskill, who's been around for a while that I believe the 49ers thought could be a potential center prospect for them for a while. And then you have Brendel, who came over with Forrester. I mean, Forrester had him in Miami. He has a lot of faith in him, and Kyle Shannon has tremendous faith in Forrester. Uh, so as long as he continues to have one of his guys, I think they're going to give him an opportunity. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about these guys right now. I haven't seen anything bad from them, but we'll know a lot more when they get into pads, and all of a sudden they have to go against Javon Kinlaw and go against these guys on the interior. Let's see how they match up. I do wish they were going against Armstead and Kinlaw, but. You know, Kyle Shanahan's comments just yesterday uh, make me think that a lot of the starting players are not going to be playing in these preseason games just because they're happening so quickly. I think he believes he can get more out of, you know, learning about these players in practice, learning about them in the joint practices with Minnesota. But I don't know how much we're going to see of our starting units, uh, you know, against Green Bay, Minnesota. You know, I, I just don't think we're going to see that much. I think Kyle's just going to wait for it. Because there's, I, I believe he said 17 days between the time the 49ers end with their last preseason game and play week one against Chicago. That's a long time, and that's a lot of practice. So I, I think that, you know, we're probably going to have a different preseason than we've ever seen before as far as 49ers starter playing time. I don't know if we're going to have that dress rehearsal day. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um... Let's see what's going on over here. Uh, Vivian says, I think TDP and Jackson are doing phenomenal. Um, TDP has looked pretty good. I've been very, very happy with him. I've been very happy with most of the running back room from what I've saw. I've enjoyed seeing you know them uh, go through it. I thought Jamichael Hasty's had some days, I, I, some good plays as well. 
Um, so I've been excited about that. And what's up, Robert? Welcome to chat. It's been a while. Um, welcome. Uh, I think that the running back room overall looks good. It's a tremendous battle. And I think we're going to see a lot more when they get into pads. That's what I'm looking forward to. Even though they don't take people to the ground in practice, you will see that physicality. They'll start wrapping people up, meeting people in the hole. I think that's when we're going to get to see more of the, you know, the run-stopping ability. That's when we're going to get to see the linebackers. Uh, we're going to get to see... You know, these running backs really get after it. That's what's going to be. Exciting. Mike Thompson says, how many of those 17 days of practice will be covered by the media? I believe most of them will be. I mean, so you're, you'll have your beat reporters that will be covering those days. So you'll get to hear what happened at practice. Of course, uh, joint practices. I don't know if they'll be open in Minnesota. I believe they're going to be doing them there. They're leaving after two days after the Green Bay game to head out there for that. So you'll, you'll get to hear that. And thank you so much, Bobo. Um, for the for the $2 super chat, Bobo says we could probably get a good defensive tackle in a deal for Jimmy. Uh, I never thought about trading a you know, getting a player in return for Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll see what happens if Jimmy ends up getting the 49ers a player. I think the 49ers will be perfectly okay with walking away with a couple of draft picks, you know, maybe one coming up in 2023, one in 2024 that is conditional. I think they would love to do that and also free up a lot of that money. I think that's what they're looking for because they go from being 30th in uh, salary cap space to number two by moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo from about $5.5 million right now to over $30 million with that. So I think that's uh, that's kind of exciting. And Ernest says, keep it up, my guys. Wine cats and burgers and four years cutback, a perfect day. Welcome, Ernest. I'm glad you're uh, enjoying the stream right now. We're having a good one. Yeah, Alex is not here today. Alex is... Um, doing some stuff for the wedding. So he had to, he was actually, I was in Santa Clara. He was in Gilroy. We weren't that far away from each other, but he's handling, uh, you know, some personal stuff. So he's doing all that stuff today. And so I'm on here flying solo, uh, going over what I saw at training camp. And I mean, it was, it was fun. I know he wishes he could be at training camp uh, today, but he wasn't able to. Yeah, it's been, it's been exciting. And Bobo says, my injury PTSD is acting up again. Um, the Maurice Hurst one definitely hurt. I think that is that is something where you're losing a guy for a long time. The Eric Armstead one is is less uh, you know less of a problem because I mean even he said it's not that big of a deal. He's going to be out three weeks. He's going to miss you know this part of practice. And we're not talking about another guy. Armstead's been pretty consistent. Yeah, early on in his career he suffered from a little bit of injury issues, but later on he's been just fine. So I think if this was somebody else, I'd be more concerned about it. Um, but right now it's not. And this kind of stuff happens at training camp. That's why you have to have tremendous depth because something can come along and there's just nothing you can do about it as far as injuries. You just have to be able to you know, take those injuries, absorb those injuries. And that's so far what they've been able to do. They've been able to absorb them because they have tremendous depth. Um, but the defensive line, interior defensive line, you definitely see the difference. I just wonder if that goes now into the 49ers keeping seven outside edge rushers, seven edge guys on the edge, with four interior guys because of so many injuries on the inside. It, it's something to monitor as we go through uh training camp and get into, you know, the season. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes there with all that. Um, let's see. Candy R says, wow. Imagine choosing your wedding over 40 hours training camp. Yeah. I mean, call them out, call them out, Caleb, let them know. And no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that that's what has to happen, right? Uh, we have, we have lives that we have to live. Uh, so you have to do what you have to do. Um, Mr. Corey says Alex is dropping out of the Garoppolo in New York and picking up Treader on his way back. Wow. So Alex is the one that's taking care of all that. So 
Uh, Leon Davis says Kevin Givens time. It is Kevin Givens time. Kevin Givens was in there and he was putting in work today. Kevin Givens is a good football player. Uh, luckily, they have tremendous depth at that position. I don't think we would have talked even last year about Kevin Givens not making this team. The team was just so good this year that it was going to be tough for Givens or Hurst. One of those guys could have been you know, left out. So we'll see what the 49ers do if they have to address this room further. But we do know Armstead and Kinlaw are going to be together. Kinlaw is absolutely massive. He was moving pretty good today. So I'm excited about him still. Um, and then you just got to have a nice rotation. And it's nice that our part of our rotation is Kevin Givens, who's been with the team, developed by Chris Kacerik for a long time. And a guy like Robert Kandice, who was a first overall, I mean, a first round pick uh, by the Arizona Cardinals, a guy with tremendous talent. So when you're when you're losing a guy, but you can throw in another guy that's had that ability as well, it, it's really nice. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, the Niners are definitely stacked uh, all over the all over the offense, and uh, that's what's really nice about this team. They're tremendously stacked. Uh, so we just got to keep those guys um, going good, and I think we'll be okay. And once again, we're we're playing defense, everybody. We're on here playing defense. So uh, thanks everyone for hanging in there as we're we're dealing with some of the some of the spammers, but we're we're getting after it. So thanks everyone for helping out with that. Um, yeah, and Mr. Corey brings up uh, Diameter Lenore. And Diameter Lenore has been looking good. Uh, Diameter Lenore is, is another shining area of this defense. I mean, there's been a lot of secondary players that have been playing really well, and Diameter Lenore is one of them. Um, I, I think that the, the secondary and defensive line have been working very well together. It's like the times when the defensive line gets there, um, the secondary is on top of people. And when when the defensive line struggling to get there, the secondary has them locked down. There's not very many opportunities, you know, for these quarterbacks to get the ball out to open receivers. We did start to see situations where the quarterbacks were getting the ball out to tight ends and to receivers over the middle. Uh, Jawan Jennings had a nice catch over the middle today. Tyler Croft had a couple of nice catches where he was getting the ball. Those were nice. Uh, the quarterbacks were definitely doing a better job of getting rid of the ball. And I think a lot of that has to go with the emphasis on, you know, the blitzing coming from the defense. So we had a couple times, you know, the defense would blitz uh, secondary players, and then the quarterback would have to locate that and hit the hot route. There was there was one time where Nate Sudfeld, um, you know, got the ball out, but he, he could have threw where the blitz was coming and made a, a better play. And that's how Kyle talked to him. Those things can still be done, but they're – definitely um making improvements I, I thought that there were the ball was getting out a little bit quicker uh so i was i was definitely excited for that there were the, every time the ball got out a little bit quicker i was better or more excited and i thought trey handled himself well today um it, it's it's not perfect don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not saying it's perfect uh, is he is he you know making mistakes absolutely is he making tremendous plays too yes uh it's just like every other player the ups and downs uh, it's coming. And so here we go. Uh, yeah, and Tommy's saying, you know, about the injuries. I mean, going to the NFC Championship and having that many injuries is why we lost. That's true. Injuries in 2019 along the defensive line caught up to us as well. Lou, welcome to chat, says, and the injury saga continues. Why this continue to happen yearly must be very bad luck. Yeah, I mean, I think it is bad luck because when you're talking about, you know, a bicep, for instance, for Maurice Hurst, there's nothing that they can do to make that work. Like, there's not something physically the trainers could do to prevent a bicep tear. Like, they just can't, you know. 
Uh, so they're doing the best they can. I thought overall this team had stayed pretty much healthy all through OTAs. I think that's good. We've seen a lot of players stay healthy. But hopefully we got some minor things that players are going to be able to come back from. Um, but the position at which they needed to be good, they have tremendous depth. So maybe they can overcome this. Let's see. Let's see what else they do. Maybe they'll bring guys in. Uh, they definitely have some roster spots. Um, so we'll see. Mike Thompson says, how's Huff looking? Is he looking any faster? Talano Hufanga, let me start off by saying this is one of the best human beings on the entire football team. Every single day I've been out there, Talano Hufanga has taken extra time to give autographs to as many people as he can, uh, often being pulled away by staff because he has to get somewhere else. Talano Hufanga is one of the best people. Now, the great thing is Talano Hufanga is also impressing on the field because he looks better and better every single day. He is quicker. He's definitely driving on footballs better. He's been making plays, been undercutting things. I'm definitely excited about Hufanga. And I've been one that's been critical of Hufanga in coverage. That was something I was worried about him coming out in college was his ability to be able to cover. And so far, Hufanga showed great improvement in that area. So Hufanga's getting better. Hufanga looks to be safety one right now. Now, with all that being said, the two guys right behind him, Tarverius Moore and George Odom, look really good as well. So I'm, I mean, very excited about the safety room. I think the safety room is one of one of the places we're not going to have to worry depth wise. Let's see, Hufanga, Moore, Odom, one of those guys elevate themselves. I think right now it's going to be Hufanga. I think he is the guy. But I'm super excited about this room because I think we're going to see uh, situations where we're going to get Tarverius Moore and Talano Hufanga on the field together. We saw it a couple of times today, and I think we're going to see it more and more as the season progresses because. Why not use guys with these kinds of skill sets? Tarverius Moore can go up and cover someone in the slot. Tell Noah Fong can come up and crack someone in the box. Jimmy Ward can do it all. When you have players like that, use their skill sets to the best of your abilities to make plays for your football team. So I really do like that. So I think that all those guys are going to work together. But yes, Hufonga looks tremendous. He's looked so much better. Um, so we're definitely excited about that. And you know, that's what I say. Even if I'm not a huge fan of, of somebody's play when they first come in the league. I am super excited when they improve. And, and that's the thing. I'm, I was always excited about Hufanga in the box. Now I can get excited about Hufanga, Hufanga in coverage because he improved. Last year, he improved so much. This year, he improved so uh, even more during the offseason. Uh, so it's it's good. Is it good? And is it safe? Well, I, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, uh, Tommy. So uh, let me know. I didn't catch it. Uh, if I'm missing the quote, I'm sorry. Um, I haven't slept a lot in the last week. Uh, so if I'm missing something, I apologize for that. But I've been doing a lot of driving um, and and not very much sleeping. So, uh, But I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun with everything that's been going on with practice. And so I'm looking forward to uh, doing the same thing next week too. So less sleep, more practice. Sounds great to me. Uh, I'll, I'll sleep another time in my life. We don't need it right now. Um, you know, and, and we've, we've had some stuff, you know, I mean, we've had things going on. I've seen some of the things that have come out, you know, about, you know, uh, Darquez Denard, you know, learning the schedule in one day, uh, the 49ers are also bringing in a defensive lineman for a workout. I don't know if has anyone seen this, the 49ers are going to be bringing in, uh, a defensive tackle from Kentucky, TJ Carter for a second workout. So we'll see if he ends up making, you know, this roster, um, uh, if he ends up coming in and giving the 49ers some needed depth along the defensive line, I, I imagine they'll probably bring in, a, you know, a couple more guys here or there. Um, but, you know, that's some of the stuff that's going on right now. So uh, thank you, Marvin. I appreciate that too. 
Um, what did you do with your immortal one hat? Uh, I'm guessing you're talking about the George Kittle hat. Um, is that the one you're talking about, or are you talking about Dante Johnson? Because we did get a Dante Johnson signed 49ers cutback hat. Um, and so that we do have. We have the number 27 Dante Johnson hat. Dante Johnson, by the way, great guy. Fantastic. Uh, so he's he's a really good guy. So yeah, he he signs he signed a 49ers cutback hat for us, which is awesome. And uh He's a good guy. And although there's a lot of really good you know, players out there that are good guys. Uh, today, Marcelino McCurry Ball went out and signed for a long time. They're doing a very good job. And uh, Marcelino McCurry Ball made some plays on the field, too. So uh, I've been excited about that. Uh, Mr. Corey says, could Warner be in trouble? I don't think so. I think that the tight ends look fantastic. I, I've, thought, I've thought Tyler Croft has looked good. Um, I thought once I thought other guys looked good as well. Like Tyler Croft is really getting a lot of snaps and, and making a lot of plays. So I've liked his improvement. Jordan Matthews in the receiving game has looked pretty good. Uh, so, but when it comes down to it, Charlie Warner is a great blocker. Charlie Warner is a tremendous blocker. I don't think any of these guys are going to be able to block at that level. Now, when we get into pads, I'll be able to I'll be able to watch them and see you know how these guys handle making blocks in line. You know what they're doing, but they've been using a lot of them in the backfield as well. You know, motioning them back, putting them in the strong eye. Um, they've been blocking outside zone that way, and also you know going out for passes that way. So I think that's a very competitive tight end room, but I don't think Warner's in trouble. I think they like Warner a lot. But I don't really know what they're going to do with some of these guys because I think they would like, like to use them because uh, Croft, Fumagalli, Jordan Matthews, they look good. With Matthews, I'm waiting to see what happens with the with the um, the blocking. I mean, that's the key. He looks fantastic running routes. He's the best tight end, not named George Kittle, running routes. He looks so good. Those two guys are tremendous in the receiving area. Uh, so I think... Those guys are are, are going to be fun. Uh, Dwelly going to be on the practice squad. Dwelly has been getting the, the second team snaps. Now, we did see Croft kind of start moving into that role a little bit today. Um, so I've been excited about it. And uh, so we'll see what happens with Dwelly if he's going to be able to compete. Because right now, it's it's tough sledding. That tight end room is good. And the way that Fumagalli and Croft look in the system, they just look like natural fits. Um, and so we'll see. And Mike Thomas says, glad I found your show today. Great work. Definitely got a new subscriber. Thank you so much for that, Mike. I really appreciate that. And we're always, uh, welcoming new people. And so, yeah, always jump in chat. Let us know what you're thinking. Ask questions. Uh, it's fun because we can have the conversation. And even if we disagree, it's about looking at each other's, uh, point of view and just you know, having fun with it. But yeah, it's, it's really exciting. So, um, as far as chat goes, this is one of the best chats that we get. Uh, it, it, people come in here all the time. We got very knowledgeable fans that come through, and we just have a good time talking about 49ers. So, uh, if this is your first time, like you said it was, I, I think you'll only enjoy it, especially when we get into the season. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot. Uh, let's see. Just want to know if Lance seems legit. Top 10 quarterbacks, a possible NFL bust that's coming from Boone. Um, I would say this it's too early to tell if Trey Lance is a legit top 10 quarterback or a bust. I think right now he looks like a guy who's in his first year starting that is definitely learning what he's supposed to do. I think he he's one of those guys that he makes tremendous plays that make when you see him, you're like, oh my gosh, that is top 10 caliber talent. And then you see some that you're like, oh, wait, wait, no, no, that guy's still a young player that's learning how to play football. And so I think right now you're getting a mixture of those. You're getting the mixture of the, wow, this guy's fantastic. 
mixed with a, uh-oh, this guy's got a lot of learning to do. Um, and I think along the way, he's going to figure it all out. So I think we're going to see highs and we're going to see lows from Trey Lance, especially early on. But I want to see how he continues to develop the training camp because so far I've seen really good moments when I've been there and I understand when he has bad moments, uh, but he's definitely having to make some things happen on his own because he's getting a lot of pressure. Um, Ernest says, we just need Adam Rank to predict our failure. There you go. That worked last time, right? I think it was 2019 that he did that. Uh, Paul says, hey, and I'm excited. I will see you on Monday if you're at training camp. Got some tickets from Chapman. Paul's the winner from Chapman. Yes, I will be there. So, Paul, find me. I will love to spend training camp out there uh, with you. So, yeah, find me on Monday. I will be there. Anyone that's out going to be out there at training camp, uh, come through. I think it's it's going to be a, a fun one. And, and what is so, what's up, Soleil? I hope, hope you're having a good one as well. So, yeah, I mean, any of you that end up going out to training camp, come find me. I'm usually wearing something. This is how I rep. 49ers cutback. I'm out there. I'm, I'm wearing 49ers cutback, 49ers stuff. You know, and I'm just, I'm having a good time. I mean, I'm enjoying myself. I'm watching uh, practices. You know, I mean, there, there's times that things are really important and there's times that they're, they're not, you know, and so you have time to have conversation and times that you really need to focus in and pay attention on what they're doing in their certain drills. So it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, Marvin says the young man has a lot to learn. Hopefully he's doing it upright. Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, that's the one thing I don't question with Trey is work ethic. Every single day I've been there, Trey Lance has been out there doing extra things, whether that was throwing passes to Brandon Ayuk or taking snaps from Daniel Brunskill. He continues to get better. And that's what you're seeing from a lot of these players. And the, the leaders are leading by example. George Kittle's out there late. Fred Warner's out there late. Jimmy Ward is out there late. Talano Hufanga. So you're seeing guys step up and bring young players along. I talked about this on one of our first uh, live streams after training camp was Dante Johnson pulling, you know, guys uh, like Quantrez Knight over and talking to him about certain things, helping bring these young guys along. Uh, so it's nice. And and what is up, uh, Christina? I hope you're having a good day as well. Uh, thanks for coming in the chat. I'm I'm just really excited about the team overall, you know, and, and how they're being constituted. I think John Lynch put together a very deep team from one to ninety, and of course we've had a couple of hits already. Um, so I think. It's going to be a good one. And what's up, Caden? Okay, so Christina is Caden. How's it going, Caden? Caden uh, was out there at camp, and Caden got a Talano Hufanga autographed helmet. Well done there. Uh, got an autograph from Marcelino Mercury Ball. Uh, just a, a really good day out there. And uh, it's it's an exciting, exciting time out there. I hope everyone has an opportunity to go if you live close to, you know, the, the practice field. And if you don't, um, that's okay, too. You know, that's what that's what I'm here for. I'll, I'll come through and tell you whatever I see uh you know on the show and what is up leon i hope you're having a having a good one as well um yeah mosquito said mosquito killer says love it love to see the d coming doing so well love seeing lance doing better and building chemistry exactly that defense is so good that if trey lance can get things together against that defense he's going to have a good year i mean the whole iron sharpening iron thing that's real and uh, right now he's getting the best look from that defense. The defense is flying around. They're talking their trash. They're getting after him, and he's doing the best he can. And he's navigating through the pocket. So I do like what I'm seeing from everyone. And Mr. Corey says, where's Womack? Womack's out there. I mean, he's working hard. He's doing the best he can. Uh, but it's tough sledding right now, you know. And um, there's a lot of times he's out there, he's locking people down. There's a lot of times that Denard's out there, and he's locking people down. I think Womack is going to play, you know, the nickel. He's got, he's played some outsides played in the nickel. 
Um, but there's a tremendous battle going on in that secondary. And right now, there's no clear-cut winner. It's going to take a lot you know, for one of these guys to unseat. And we still don't know the answers of what's going to happen with Jason Verrett. Once we do know those answers, I think that will clear up some of the roster spot decisions because you're probably keeping Womack or Lenore. I don't know if you're keeping both, which is tough. I mean, that's two fifth-round picks over the last couple of years. Cornerers Faithful Forever says... Does West make the team? I can see him being uh, poached if cut. I don't think he's going to make this roster. He's consistently got, um, you know, third team reps. He's the third team center right now behind Daniel Brunskill, behind Jake Brendel. Uh, those two are splitting number one reps. And then, you know, one of them's getting two reps. And then you're seeing Donovan West. I think West is athletic. He looks good. He looks the part. I want to see what he looks like in pads when he has to, you know, block on an outside zone and have to take on Javon Kinlaw. Uh, that's what I'm curious because he does sometimes get narrow and play high, and that's what I'm worried about. Mike says, is Lynch a top five GM? He sure put together a hell of a team. I think he has to be considered as one of those guys that's up there at the top. I mean, the fact that he's been in two NFC Championship games and one of those he went to a Super Bowl within the last three years, and the only time they didn't was when they were absolutely ravaged by injuries. I, I think he's he's got to be up there. as listed as one of those top guys. Leon Davis says, how's your boy Taylor Hawkins doing? I'm glad you brought that up, Leon. He's doing great, actually. He is right now, in my opinion, outplaying uh, Leon O'Neal Jr. I think Leon O'Neal's, you know, he's working hard. He's doing his best. Uh, but Hawkins has a different skill set than him. And right now, it's kind of on display a little bit. Um, do I think Hawkins is going to make this team? No. But do I think he's an, a nice candidate for the practice squad? Yeah, I do. I wouldn't be sh surprised if they don't sign him to the practice squad. I think he'll be the last safety cut, and he'll be the, the one that ends up making it on the practice squad. They might keep O'Neal as well. Both players look good. Um, they're both physically put together. I just like the natural instincts of Taylor Hawkins compared to Leon O'Neal Jr. Uh, Marvin uh, says... What is really good about the picks John and Kyle have made? Seems like every one of them are good character folks. They are. They're tremendous character and tremendous intelligence. Every single one of them. They bring in guys that have a lot of character and then are really smart. And that translates to the field. And these guys are out there making good decisions. Uh, so I really like it. Mr. Corey says Ebucom. Ebucom's just been rotating with that first unit. Um, he's explosive. First step looks good. They, they're, they're rotating him through like he's Bosa. I mean... He gets that's how many reps he gets. He's not he's not having to go earn it. He's the starter opposite of Nick Bosa. Uh Charles Amenahue and those guys are the guys behind him. So yeah, Ebucom's gonna be a starter. He's gonna be playing opposite and he's gonna be uh doing some big time things. Um Michael says, I believe it is time to unleash Juice fully in the run and pass game. I would love to see an extended role for Kyle Yushek. In fact, last year we did a, a video called Squeezing Everything You Can Out of Juice, because we did want to see it ramp up, but since his first year in the San Francisco, he hasn't really ramped up as far as his touches to the football. Uh, but I have seen him playing off ball, lining up next to George Kittle. So he's doing a little bit of different things, but we're just in the beginning part of installation of the offense. I mean, they're just now getting to some of the misdirection things. So I don't think we're going to see fully what they're going to do with Kyle Juszczyk at, you know, until later when we're going through training camp. Uh, Ernest says Jason Poe. Okay, Poe had, in my opinion, his best day of practice today. I watched him. I thought he was doing good. He took second team reps. I was very excited about what I saw. And I saw him being able to anchor down against bigger defensive linemen, which I was a little worried about because I've been worried about his length with his arms. It doesn't seem to be a problem right now. I want to see what happens when they get in pads and if he's still able to stop these guys. But he's been playing with a low pad level. And I think that's really helping him. Him being six foot one, 
uh, I think is going in his favor in some areas. Well, we'll see what happens if he's going to be able to move these guys off to the line of scrimmage in the run game when we get pads on and they're going full speed on the opposite side. Those are things curious, but I am optimistic about his development. We saw a lot of movement along the offensive line today from what I saw in the first two days of camp because Jalen Moore went from playing right tackle to playing left tackle. Uh, Colton McKivitz went from playing left tackle to playing right tackle. Uh, Nick Zakel went from playing left guard to playing right guard. They decided to move people all over the place. Keaton Sutherland was getting snaps at right guard. So they did what Kyle Shanahan said in his presser yesterday. They moved guys all around. They want them to be able to play multitude of positions because when you're coming to your depth, guys, you have to have guys that can play everywhere. So I think I'm excited about this offensive line's you know, potential, but there's a lot of development that needs to go into it in the, in the future. So I'm definitely excited about it. Lou says, and Alex, thanks for 49ers Cutback, the People's Podcast. I really appreciate that, Lou. That's big time praise. And uh, we're, we're enjoying this every moment. We're enjoying interacting with all of you on these live streams and bringing you the, the love of the 49ers. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Uh, Cam Jr. says, Hawkins will be on the 53 next year. That is, a, I like that take a lot, Cam. I really do. Uh, I like Hawkins. I want to see what his development is. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those guys that ends up making the roster next year after a full year of development on the practice squad. I would love that. And hopefully the entire safety room stays healthy. So that way he he gets a full year on that on that uh, practice squad and they can come in next year and make some plays. I'd be really excited about that. Um, so, yeah, and Mike Thompson's excited for pads on Monday. I'm super excited for pads on Monday. I just can't wait for it. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take about... Five more, five more minutes of, of content, five more minutes of questions. If you have questions, load it up. What's up, D-Will? Welcome to chat. Load it up right now. We'll get all into those for about five minutes, and then I'm going to get you know, get out of here. But I've really enjoyed this stream so far. And if there's anything we haven't talked about, you know, this, let's get into it because uh, there's so much that has been going on over the last you know, a few days. There's just so much news that I feel like it's been so long since we talked. Uh, Jay Ellie says, easily one of the best right here. Thank you so much, Jay Ellie. Appreciate that. Uh, Ernest says, how's Gutierrez progress? Gutierrez is still coming along very slowly. I mean, Alfredo Gutierrez is massive. He, I mean, Anytime you look big next to Mike McGlinchey, you are a massive human being. Um, but there's just a lot of development that needs to go in there. I think he's getting better as far as translating to the NFL speed, the NFL size. I think there was a, a big difference bef between what he was used to and not. So I think he's got, he's better. The problem is, I don't know if he's NFL caliber better yet. Uh, so I don't know if a team is going to be willing to take the time with him. I don't know if the 49ers are going to continue to take the time with him. So we'll see. Is he better? Has he improved? Yeah, he has. Definitely has. So uh, hopefully he, he gets better because I want to see that guy doing better. Mr. Corey says, I wonder if they'll let me play center at age 47, 5'11, 230 pounds. They may. They just may, Mr. Corey. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I think I think me and you both are we're, we're out of our prime, Mr. Corey. I don't I don't know if we can go out there. I might have a good one or two snaps left in me. Maybe. Ernest says, love the stream, ants. Don't for, uh, forget to like. I really appreciate that, Ernest, so much. Uh, so thank you. Uh and yeah, I can't wait to see you on Monday, Paul. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited about that. I really am excited about that. So, KNDR says, make it real quick, people. The man is trying to watch SummerSlam. Thanks, Caleb. Yeah, Caleb, you, hopefully you're going to be enjoying that as well. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to get into it, but really, I have people coming over. We're going to have, I'm going to, you know, in, enjoy a little bit of the weekend and, uh, you know, enjoy the rest of tonight, tomorrow, and then it'll be getting right back into it on Monday for training camp. I think it's going to be a blast. Uh, so, yeah. And what's up, Gary? Welcome, 49er Fogies. And, and 49er Fogies says, Jordan Mason, the bomb, what does he look like? Jordan Mason is very, very uh, large up top and on, on the lower half as well. I mean, the dude is just a freak of nature looking guy. 5'11", 225. I mean, the guy's a beast. The one thing is he moves pretty good for a size. He's looked good. He is getting, you know, six running back reps. He hasn't moved up the depth chart yet. I think that we'll see what he can do when we get into pads because he's going to be a tackle breaker. So if we start seeing him breaking tackles and things like that, I think that would help him. I want to see what his vision looks like in the interior. I've only seen it a couple of times where I've seen him make a really good read and then go with it. But the one thing, the shining moment, I think, for him so far and what I've seen out of him on offense is he, he motioned out, lined up out wide, and then ran a, a comeback route and caught the ball for a first down. I thought that was maybe his, his defining moment right now. But he's one of those guys that every single run is angry and aggressive, and you, you can't hate on that, right? You got to love that. So uh, I, I think it's going to be really good. And Mr. Corey says, my neighbor's watching SummerSlam. I watched the very first one in 1988. I did as well watch the first one in 1988. I think I think it was uh, very exciting back then. And so, uh, yeah. But uh, thanks, everyone, for coming through chat. Uh, it, was a, it was a great stream. I enjoyed it. Another really great day at training camp. Hope you guys all enjoyed the stream. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on what's going on at training camp. You guys keep coming with the great questions as we have another conversation. Uh, it's it's really a fun time in 49er land. We got a lot of really good players out there. And I think Kyle Shannon and John Lynch have put together a roster that can do some big things. We're going to see how they develop because Monday they're going to be out there cracking uh, hit, you know, pads and uh, helmets are going to be hitting and we're going to see who who's really getting it done. So I hope everyone has a really good day. Thanks everyone for your the well wishes and chat. I really appreciate you guys. And remember the right way is always the 49ers.